Hey, this is Evan from the band Wilderun, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. Anyway, thanks for joining me. How are you? Doing all right? Yeah, doing pretty well. How are you? Doing great. You're up in Boston or Massachusetts? Uh, so actually, I, I personally last year moved to California. So I, uh, yeah, we're, we're, um, Wilderun is our, our home is Boston. It's kind of like our, it's almost become our spiritual home at this point. Cause we, we, we formed there and we were there for all there for a little while, but we've, you know, just with personal lives and jobs and everything, we've all kind of spread out over the country. So, right. um, I'm, I'm currently in California right now. So I can jump right in then. When you were writing, it's Epigon, right? Mm -hmm. When you were writing Epigon, then was it more or less like taking advantage of technology and emailing stuff back and forth? Or did you ever get in the room and, and banging out old traditional style? Yeah, it was mostly remote stuff for sure. Um, we, I think we had one, like there was like a one week session or a one and a half week something a couple of years ago where we got together and did like an initial, I guess, just jam session, whatever you want to call it, where I, I, everyone had uh, in the band had a, some demos that I had sent out, but we got together for like a week or so and really worked on drum parts and just specific instrumental parts. Uh, but even then it was like very preliminary. It was very just sort of first draft of everything. Right. And then after that, I mean, it was mostly remote from that point. Um, we, uh, yeah, just a lot of, yeah, Zoom calls and a right. lot of phone calls and sending a lot of files back and forth. And, but we've, you know, we've done that in some regard for the last few years now, even with the previous record and stuff, there's been a decent amount of remote work. So we're, we're sort of used to it by now. So obviously Epigon was written and recorded during all this nonsense from the last couple of years. What was it like trying to do it? I guess this is your fourth record as opposed to, you know, the, when you were free and able to do whatever you wanted to do. It had to be a whole different process, right? Yeah, it was, it was definitely, well, like, like I just said, like we, we have done a lot of remote stuff in the past. So I, I feel like on one hand, I, I almost feel like we might've had an advantage over some other bands in the sense that we had gotten used to at least some form of remote work and like, you know, trying to figure out stuff just online. And, but it, it I would say it was like the next level of that because mm -hmm. it was, it was like even more remote, even more isolated, even more just, you know, everyone individually doing their own thing. So it was, uh, but, but, but because we had that experience of, of living in different places previously, I feel like maybe it wasn't as brutal of a change as it might've been for like, you know, some bands, they do everything in person, you know, they, I, all they do is get together in a rehearsal room, get together in the studio, do everything in person. So I'm sure for bands like that, it was probably an even more difficult process, but for us, it was just, there was, it was some more of the same, but just kind of, yeah, brought to that next level of isolation, which was tough. It was even, even though we're used to remote work, we've always had at least 
a few times where we're able to get together in person and hash things out. And we barely got any of that for this record. So I think that affected the mood. I think that it in some way comes across in the record, like the, I think the tone of the record's a little, I don't know. There's, I think there's, there's some sort of unease to it. There's some sort of melancholy to it that isn't, wasn't quite pr- pr- present on our previous records. So I think it came through in some way. I think, you know, I went back and listened to some older stuff and I think you can definitely tell in you know, stuff like Identifier, definitely a more melancholy sort of vibe. And I, I imagine it was that isolation that you just spoke about and, you know, the global trauma that we all have been going through. Yeah, yeah, definitely that's true. Like it was some of our previous songs were a little bit more bright and celebratory and, and I'm sure we'll still write music like that. But yeah, at the time... This is just what felt appropriate. It was the most <laughs> genuine expression of how we were all feeling. And I think in the end, music is, well, I don't think, I know in the end, music is like the soundtrack for your life, right? So in the 60s, when all you had that turmoil and stuff, the music w- reflected that and was a way for people to get through it. And I think that's what you're finding now, right? Especially in the heavier music, is more of a connection of getting through and it's more cathartic, at least for me, I imagine for yourself writing it as well, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this album in particular was a little weird because it was it, it was actually this kind of strange combination of material that I had written a few years back mixed in with new material. And so, yeah, like the, the choice to actually use some of that old material, I feel like was sort of informed by the times, by the fact we were all... Because I, I wasn't even originally planning on taking this old material and trying to use it for a Wilderun record. But I think given the state of the world, everything you were just talking about, like it just felt like, Oh no, this is the time to delve into this stuff and then expand upon it and live in this world. And yeah, like you said, I, I do think there was some sort of catharsis. It, it just, it felt appropriate and it felt um, like it was fitting with our mood. And, and that always, that always helps. I think, I think, that's the beauty of metal or just heavy or just dark music is that it, if it, if it can properly reflect what you're feeling anyways, it can, it can help you get through it. And it helps you kind of look it in the, in the face, you know, it helps you look it in the eyes and um, just deal with it in a more real uh, way, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, heavy music, I say this all the time, you know, heavy music has saved my life for sure, because there's nothing like putting on, for me anyway, a machine head record or, or, or something like that, you know, on 11 and connecting with Rob Flynn. It's, there's something about it that people yeah. on the outside don't get, like my wife has no clue and can't even remotely understand the, the connection. It's all noise, but yeah, yeah, it's I guess it must be just a personality thing cuz I mean I get it. Like I it dep- for me it kind of depends on my mood, like uh it kind of depends on how I'm feeling that day. Some some days I'm in your camp, some days I'm maybe in your wife's camp. Like it kind of it kind of depends on the you know the day, the the mood I'm feeling, but yeah, I totally need I, I need to have the ability to have that outlet through yeah. darker darker music when when the day is just, you know, I don't know when it calls for it. And I think it connects. I think that's why the genre itself, the metal genre or the heavier music genre is so 
tight knit and connected because you're yeah. you're connected. But and I don't think you see that anywhere else. Like you don't see a pop genre community like you see the metal community. It's very different. But I think we're all connected by that that dark realism or that dark. I, I don't know what it is, but that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just a, it's a little bit of a deeper emotional state, I think, for a lot of people. And um, in order to let yourself connect with it in that deeper emotional way, yeah, you, you, you're, it, it's almost like you're, because you're letting yourself become more vulnerable in some sort of way, like you're going to connect with other people a lot more that are also allowing themselves to feel something like that through these, this less conventional Right. way of doing so, so yeah. i know I'm, I'm kind of all over the place but usually i've got a partner here that helps me out uh, to reel me in but do you ever feel that you're too vulnerable that you put too much out there and be like oh shit, i shouldn't have done that or do you just not care and get it out yeah i've actually i've actually had this thought process in my head before i, I think it's something that a lot of you know artists go through i think this is a common theme is like this this push and pull of what you want to talk about and what you want to get out there um yeah it, it, it i think that I've, I've definitely had that feeling a lot and it's this yeah it's sort of this weird internal cycle where sometimes i i feel like i absolutely need to yeah be vulnerable and just talk about whatever I want to talk about and stop worrying about how it makes me feel. But then, you know, the next day you look back at what you wrote or something and then you're like, Oh, I can't, I don't want to talk about that. You know, right. like this. And then you suddenly maybe feel kind of embarrassed that you let yourself get out there. And, but I think ultimately it's clearly for the good. Ultimately it's clearly worth it. At the end of the day, once the record's out there, once, you know, I've made the statement or made that sort of, yeah, um, emotional confession or whatever you want to call it. Like, I I'm always happy that I did. It's I don't think there's ever been a time at which I'm like, oh, man, I, I wish I hadn't talked about that. Um, e even if in the moment, there's a lot of doubt. There, uh, there's definitely a lot of moments of doubt of like, I don't know if I should talk about this, but at, le at least when it comes to art. Now, I, I would say it's different when it comes to just talking to people or, or writing things. You know, there's things yeah. that in other contexts that I'm like, oh, definitely shouldn't have said that. But uh, but in <laughs> in terms of art itself, I think I've always um, I I've always been on the side of vulnerability and um, just as much open expression as possible, for sure. Do you ever feel a sort of responsibility to? get a certain message across or is there is it just what's in you and not really does that make sense yeah yeah for sure um i think it's i think it's more the latter i think it's more just what's in me and what i'm because the, the way that i personally write music and the way that i write lyrics or pr pretty much anything related to music is always very personal um I know some other bands, some other artists like to write in ways that's more of like presenting a message or like trying to sort of, um, you know, have some sort of lesson that they're trying to teach people. And that's fine. And that can work out well sometimes. But for me personally, I've always just had music be more of an internal exploration. 
it's and and I've and I've very rarely written anything that I would consider like a a sound message that I'm trying to like impart into people. For me, it's more of like a journey. It's an it's an exploration that I'm just trying to have people join me on, join us on. Uh, I don't really have many answers. I just have a lot of questions. And I think with my lyrics, there's a lot of questions I'm trying to find answers for, for me personally. And if that can extrapolate to the greater, you know, to, to our listeners, and if anyone else can derive meaning or lessons from it, that's great. And I'm always, I've, ha I've heard people say that they have, and that's, uh, that's like a super satisfying thing to hear, but it's never necessarily my intention. I'm just throwing my own shit out there and just right. hoping that people connect to it. I think that's the best way I could describe it. Okay. You know, one more on the, uh, on the connection and the emotions and I'll move on. I promise. But you kind of mentioned it there. I imagine the record's been out since, you know, January 7th, I believe. Right. So there must've been some sort of emails or people contacting you somewhere saying, Hey, this song changed my life or I connected with that song. You have any of those stories? Um, yeah, uh, I'm, trying, I'm having a hard time remembering any specifics right now, but definitely just general, like people reaching out and just kind of expressing general, just emotions. Um, no, nothing in particular that's sticking out in my mind, like really, really specific. Um, but even if it's not like, I, even if it's not like your initial meaning, it's still pretty cool if it connects in any sort of way, right. Or resonates with them. Yeah, and that, that's that's honestly sort of how I write lyrics, anyways. Like I do leave it sort of vague. And I think sometimes some some people have a hard time with that. Like some people will be like, "What the hell is this about? This doesn't make right. any sense." And I'm, I, I get it because I do leave it open for interpretation. But um, yeah, no, there's definitely been a, a, a few people that have reached out and they've they've told me how it's connected to them really personally and even a couple conversations I've had like this with interviews and stuff it's it's been really interesting to hear like some people will describe meaning that I didn't necessarily right. mean to like say but I can see how they interpreted it that way because you know even if you're writing about something specific if you if you describe it in a sort of vague way it can all come back to some sort of raw human condition. You know, a lot of our problems, sometimes if you really get down to the core of the problem, they're the same problem. You know, it can be this deeper essence of just the human condition. And, uh, and yeah, it's been really fascinating to hear some people reach out and talk about that for their lives, for sure. Excellent. So I didn't realize you were on 70,000 tons. What year did you guys play? Uh, 2020, like that was the last one. The oh, I was, I was, I've been on, I don't know, like nine of the 10 uh, covering it for the podcast for other things. So I was on that. That was just before the whole thing locked down, right? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was close to the end right there. <laughs> that was like, uh, that was the last kind of big thing we did before, before everything shut down. Yeah. Interesting. I, I must have missed you. I don't know how I, I didn't see you. I guess there's so much going on, but that's something else, well, right? Yeah, well, I could, I, I know how you missed at least one of them because okay, our like uh, five o'clock in the morning show. Yeah, yeah, four thirty, four thirty in the morning. We played on the, uh, it was the 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 Royal Stage, the Royal yeah. Theater. That's a nice place. Indoor. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I mean, the yeah, the stage was awesome. That I'm. That was the first night though. That was. I remember, and I remember they didn't tell us 
like they didn't send out the schedule until like I don't know two days beforehand. Mm -hmm. We we woke up in the morning and they had sent us the schedule and they were like, "All right, first day, you get to play at four thirty in the morning." And we were just like, we were kind of freaking out, honestly, because <laughs> we we, we have never done anything like that. We were like, right. "Are we gonna?" Are we gonna suck? Like, or is there any way that we're gonna be able to play well? <laughs> but we, uh, I think it went okay. And there were actually more people there than I was surprised. I thought there was gonna be like twenty people there, and there were maybe like there was probably at least two hundred people there or something. Like those was, guys were hardcore, and they're way more hardcore than me because I think it was like two o'clock would be my end because then I had to get up in the morning and do like a day full of interviews or something. So it would be like that yeah, last yeah. one, one, one o'clock show and be done by two. And yeah, there was no way I could think about four or five, but those people are hardcore. I know. I was, I, I, I was so appreciative. I don't think I've ever been more vocally appreciative to an audience as I was yeah. during that show. It's like I can't believe you're here. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good year too. I think that was was that Venom. Yep, Venom was there. Yeah, yeah. that was a yeah. great year. And the Norwegian yeah. black metal band did the Enthroned. Uh, what was there? Emperor. Emperor. Yeah, that was great. I remember uh, the last. I think it was the last day. I remember they played at the outdoor stage, yeah. and I remember me and the. Uh, my buddy, the the drummer from the band Aether Realm, uh, we're good friends with this band Aether Realm, who we've done a bunch of shows with, and it was their first year playing the the mm -hmm. boat too. So kind of this cool thing we got to do together. Anyways, um, me and the drummer of Aether Realm, I remember both watched that Emperor show from the hot tub right next to the stage. Yeah, there's and nothing played, like that. They played the <clears throat> anthems to the Welcome to Dusk all the way through. And it was it was so cool because it was like under the moonlight and stuff, which was very dramatic. And, and they had all those weird green lights going on. It was a very odd looking stage light because I was taking pictures and it was it was screwing with the uh, you know the, the actual good quality pictures because of that weird green light. I'm sure they did again yeah, because the anthem's cover is all green, so yeah. I'm sure that they were trying to get the vibe correct. But uh, yeah, that was that was wild. That was that was a lot of fun. Sorry, again, another rabbit hole. But so what's next for Wilder Run? Do you guys have anything live planned or are you guys, uh, what's the what's the agenda? Well, uh, the only thing live we have planned right now is we're playing Prague Power USA um, in Atlanta. Right. That's that's going to be this, this June. So that that's, we're really looking forward to that. That's sort of similarly to 70K. That's like another festival that we've we've known about for years that we've always wanted to play. So we're really excited to finally play that. And it's very, you know, appropriate for our genre too. I mean, yeah. there's going to be a bunch of those sort of bands, a lot of European bands coming over, or some. Uh, but besides that, um, we are we're basically tr we're in the works right now. It's it's been a little tough to be honest. Like right now, like there's still so much hesitation, at least from certain bands. Um, and you know, it's kind of like, and a lot of bands had a lot of stuff planned already. Like a lot of tours were like postponed tours, so the opportunities are a little more limited than I think they would normally be. So it's basically in the works. We're gonna try to get out there and tour as much as we can, uh, but nothing else has been solidified just yet. So, all right, well, perfect. That runs me up against all of my questions. Did I miss something you wanted to cover? Or not really. Um... I, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of cool with whatever I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open. So yeah, cool. I know we wandered a lot, but kind of, we just go where it goes. So 
I, I like that. No, this is fun for sure. All right, cool. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Good luck Thank with the so record. Much, hopefully, I'll see you somewhere on the road. I won't be able to make it to Prague Power, but hopefully, I'll see you somewhere along the road here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, right, thank great. you again. Take care, my friend. Be well. All right, you too. Bye. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast.